Heracles, Prince of Tyre, Chapter 4. Now to Marina, bend your mind, whom our fast-growing scene must find at Tarsus, and by Cleon trained in music, letters, who hath gained of education all the grace which makes her both the heart and place of general wonder. But, alack, that monster envy, oft the rack of earned praise, Marina's life seeks to take off by treason's knife. And in this kind, hath our Cleon one daughter, and a wench full-grown, even ripe for marriage right. This maid hight Philoton, and it is said for certain in our story, she would ever with Marina be, that Philoton contends in skill with absolute Marina. So with the dove of Paphos might the crow vie feathers white. Marina gets all praises, which are paid as debts and not as given, this so darks in Philoton all graceful marks, that Cleon's wife, with envy rare, a present murderer does prepare for good Marina, that her daughter might stand peerless by this slaughter. The sooner her vile thoughts dostead, Lycorida, our nurse, is dead, and cursed Dionysa hath the pregnant instrument of wrath pressed for this blow, the unborn event. Dionysa does appear with Leonine, a murderer. Lady Dionysa. Thy oath, remember? Thou hast sworn to do it. Tis but a blow which never shall be known. Thou canst not do a thing in the world so soon to yield thee so much profit. Let not conscience, which is but cold, inflaming love in thy bosom, inflame too nicely. Nor let pity, which even women have cast off, melt thee, but be a soldier to thy purpose. I will do it. But yet she is a goodly creature. The fitter, then, the gods should have her. Here she comes, weeping for her only mistress' death. Thou art resolved? I am resolved. No, I will rob Tellus of her weed. <sighs> to strew thy green with flowers, the yellows blues, the purple violets and marigolds, shall as a carpet hang upon thy grave or summer days do last. Ay me. Poor maid, born in a tempest. When my mother died, this world to me is like a lasting storm worrying me from my friends. How now, Marina? Why do you keep alone? How chance my daughter is not with you? Oh, do not consume your blood with sorrowing. You have a nurse of me. Lord, how your favours changed with this unprofitable woe. Come, give me your flowers, ere the sea mar it. Walk with Leonine. The air is quick there, and it pierces and sharpens the stomach. Come, Leonine, take her by the arm. 
walk with her? No, I pray you. I'll not bereave you of your servant. Come, come, go, I pray you. Walk and be cheerful once again. Reserve that excellent complexion which did steal the eyes of young and old. Care not for me. I can go home alone. Well, I will go, but yet I have no desire to it. Come, come, I know it is good for you. Walk half an hour, Leonine, at the least. Remember what I have said. I warrant you, madam. I'll leave you, my sweet lady, for a while. Pray, walk softly. Do not heat your blood. What? I must have a care of you. My thanks, sweet madame. Is this wind westerly that blows? Southwest. When I was born, the wind was north. Was so. My father, as nurse said, did never fear, but cried, Good seamen to the sailors, galling his kingly hands, hurling ropes, and clasping to the mast and dirty sea that almost burst the deck. When was this? When I was born, never was waves nor wind more violent, and from the ladder tackle washes off a canvas climber. Ha, says one, wilt out? And with a dropping industry they skip from stem to stern. The boatswain whistles and the master calls and trebles their confusion. Ah, come say your prayers. What mean you? If you require a little space for prayer, I grant it. Pray, but be not tedious, for the gods are quick of ear, and I am sworn to do my work with haste. Why will you kill me? To satisfy my lady. Why would she have me killed? Now, as I can remember by my troth, I never did her hurt in all my life. I never spake bad word, nor did ill turn to any living creature. Believe me, Law, I, I never killed a mouse, nor hurt a fly. I trod upon a worm against my will, but I wept for it. How have I offended, wherein my death might yield her any profit, or my life imply her any danger? My commission is not to reason of the deed, but do it. You will not do it for all the world, I hope. You are well favoured, and your looks for show you have a gentle heart. I saw you lately when you caught hurt in parting two that fought. Good sooth, it showed well in you. Do so now. Your lady seeks my life. Come you between and save poor me, the weaker. I am sworn, and I will dispatch. <gasps> Arr! Hold, villain. Ah. A prize, a prize. Half part, mates, half part. Come, let's have her aboard, suddenly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These roguing thieves serve the great pirate Valdes, and they have seized Marina. Let her go. There's no hope she will return. I'll swear she's dead and thrown into the sea. But I'll see further. 
Perhaps they will but please themselves upon her, not carry her aboard. Will she remain? Whom they have ravaged must by me be slain. Marina, who should have been slain, are now arrived at Metaline, and in the marketplace of the city, according to the custom, amongst other bond slaves offered her to be sold, with a, all sorts of people coming to supply their purpose. Bolt! Sir? Search the market narrowly. Middleen is full of gallants. We lost too much money this mart by being too wenchless. We were never so much out of creatures. We have but poor three, and they can do no more than they can do. And they, with continual action, are even as good as rotten. Therefore, let's have fresh ones, whatever we pay for them. If there be not a conscience to be used in every trade, we shall never prosper. Thou sayest true. Tis not our bringing up of poor bastards, as I think I have brought up some eleven. <laughs> I to eleven, and brought them down again. But shall I search the market? What else, man? The stuff we have, a strong wind will blow it to pieces. They are so pitifully sodden. Oh, thou sayest true, they're too unwholesome a conscience. The poor Transylvanian is dead that lay with the little baggage. Aye, she quickly pooped him. She made him roast meat for worms. But uh, I'll go search the market. Three or four thousand chequins were as pretty a proportion to live quietly, and so give over. Why to give over, I pray you? Is it a shame to get when we are old? Ah, our credit comes not in like the commodity, nor the commodity wages not with the danger. Therefore, if in our youths we could pick up some pretty estate, twere not amiss to keep our door hatched. Come. Other sorts offend as well as we. As well as we? Aye, and better too. We offend worse. Neither is our profession any trade. It's no calling. But here comes Bolt. <laughs> Come your ways, my masters. You say she's a virgin. Oh, sir, we doubt it not. Master, I have gone through for this piece, you see. If you like her so, if not, I have lost my earnest. Bolt, has she any qualities? She has a good face, speaks well, and has excellent good clothes. There's no further necessity of qualities can make her be refused. What surprise, Bolt? I cannot be baited one doit of a thousand pieces. Hmm. Well, follow me, my masters. <laughs> you shall have your money presently. Wife, take her in, instruct her what she has to do, that she may not be raw in her entertainment. Bolt, take you the marks of her, 
the colour of her hair, complexion, height, age, with warrant of her virginity, and cry, He that shall give most shall have her first. Such a maidenhead were no cheap thing if men were as they have been. I like that Leonine was so slack, so slow. He should have struck, not spoke. Or that these pirates, not enough barbarous, had not overboard thrown me for to seek my mother. Why lament you, pretty one? That I am pretty. Ah, come, the gods have done their part in you. I accuse them not. You are light into my hands, where you are like to live. The more my fault to escape his hands where I was like to die. I <laughs> and you shall live in pleasure. No. Yes, indeed, shall you, and taste gentlemen of all fashions. You shall fare well. You shall have the difference of all complexions. Ah! What? Do you stop your ears? Are you a woman? What would you have me be, and I be not a woman? An honest woman, or not a woman. Mary, whip thee, gosling! I think I shall have something to do with you. Come, you're a young, foolish sapling, and I must be bound as to have you. The gods defend me. If it please the gods to defend you by men, then men must comfort you. Men must feed you. Men must stir you up. Now, sir... Hast thou cried her through the market? I have cried her almost to the number of her hairs. I've drawn her picture with my voice. And I prithee tell me, how dost thou find the inclination of the people, especially of the younger sort? Faith, they listened to me as they would have hearkened to their father's testament. There was a Spaniard's mouth so watered that he went to bed to her very description. We shall have him here tomorrow with his best ruff on. Tonight, tonight. But, mistress, do you know the French knight that cowers in the hams? Who? Monsieur Farol? Aye, he. He offered to cut a caper at the proclamation, but he made a groan at it and swore he would see her tomorrow. <laughs> well, well. As for him, he brought his disease hither. Here he does but repair it. I know he will come in our shadow to scatter his crowns in the sun. Well, if we had of every nation a traveller, we should lodge them with this sign. Pray you, come hither a while. You have fortunes coming upon you. Mark me. You must seem to do that fearfully, which you commit willingly. Despise profit where you have most gain. To weep that you live as you do makes pity in your lovers. Seldom, but that pity begets you a good opinion, and that opinion a mere profit. I understand you not. Oh, take her home, mistress, take her home. These blushes of hers must be quenched with some present practice. Thou sayest true, the faith, so they must. For your bride goes to that with shame, which is her way to go with warrant. 
faith, some do and some do not, but, mistress, if I have bargained for the joint, uh, Thou mayst cut a morsel off the spit. I may so. Who should deny it? Come, young one, I like the manner of your garments well. Ay, by my faith, they shall not be changed yet. Bolt, spend thou that in the town. Report what a sojourner we have. You'll lose nothing by custom. When nature flamed this piece, she meant thee a good turn. Therefore, say what a paragon she is, and thou hast the harvest out of thine own report. I warrant you, mistress, thunder shall not so awake the beds of eels as my giving out her beauty stir up the lewdly inclined. I'll bring home some tonight. Come your ways, follow me. If fires be hot, knives sharp, or waters deep, untied I still my virgin knot will keep. Diana, aid my purpose. What have we to do with Diana? At the same time, in far Tarsus, Dionysa and Cleon discuss foul deeds. Why? Are you foolish? Can it be undone? Oh, Dionysa. Such a piece of slaughter the sun and moon ne'er looked upon. I think you'll turn a child again. Were I chief lord of all this spacious world, I'd give it to undo the deed. <laughs> oh, lady, much less in blood than virtue, yet a princess to equal any single crown of the earth in the justice of compare. Oh, villain Leonine, whom thou hast poisoned too. If thou hadst drunk to him, it had been a kindness. Becoming well thy fact, what canst thou say when noble Pericles shall demand his child? That she is dead. Nurses are not the fates to foster it, nor ever to preserve. She died at night, I'll say so. Who can cross it? Unless you play the pious innocent, and for an honest attribute cry out, She died by foul play! Oh, go to. Well, well, of all the faults beneath the heavens, the gods do like this worst. Be one of those that think the petty wrens of Tarsus will fly hence and open this to Pericles. I do shame to think of what a noble strain you are, and of how coward a spirit. To such proceeding, whoever but his approbation added, though not his prime consent, he did not flow from honourable sources. Be it so, then. Yet none does know but you how she came dead, nor none can know, Leonine being gone. She did disdain my child, and stood between her and her fortunes. None would look on her, but cast their gazes on Marina's face, whilst ours was blurted at and held a malkin not worth the time of day. Heavens forgive it! And as for Pericles, what should he say? We wept, 
looked after her hurts, and yet we mourn. Her monument is almost finished, and her epitaphs in glittering golden characters express a general praise to her, and care in us at whose expense tis done. Thou art like the harpy, which, to betray, dost with thine angel's face, seize with thine eagle's talons. You are like one that superstitiously doth swear to the gods that winter kills the flies. But yet I know you'll do as I advise. Pericles, giving credit to this report of Marina's death, he commanded his servants to take up what she had brought and bear them to his ships, while he himself would go visit his daughter's monument. Which when he beheld, and had read the epitaph as before written, his affection broke out into his eyes, and he expressed more actual sorrow for the loss of her than indictment can express. The fairest, sweetest, best lies here, withered in the spring of year. She was of Tyrus the king's daughter, and now death that made the slaughter. Marino was she called, and had her birth the sea, being proud, swallowed some part of the earth. Therefore the earth, fearing to be overflowed, at the sea's birth child on the heavens bestowed. Wherefore she doesn't swear she'll never stint, make raging battery upon shores of flint. No visor does become black villainy so well as soft and tender flattery. Let Pericles believe his daughter's dead, and bear his courses to be ordered by Lady Fortune, while our scene must play his daughter's woe and heavy well-a-day in her unholy service. Patience, then, and think you now are all in Mytilene. Did you ever hear the like? No, nor never shall do in such a place as this, she being once gone. But to have divinity preached there, did you ever dream of such a thing? No, no, come. I am for no more body houses. Shells go hear the Vestal sing. I'll do anything now that is virtuous, but I am out of the road of rutting forever. Ah! Well, I had rather than twice the worth of Maria she had never come here. Fie! Fie upon her! She's able to freeze the god Priapus and undo a whole generation. We must either get her ravished or be rid of her. She would make a Puritan of the devil if he should cheapen a kiss of her. Faith, I must ravish her, or else she'll disfurnish us of all our cavaliers and make our swearers priests. Faith, there's no way to be rid on by the way to the pots. Here comes the Lord Lysimachus. We should have both lord and loan, if the peevish baggage would but give way to customers. How now? <laughs> How a dozen of virginities. 
Now the gods to bless your honor. I am glad to see your honor in good health. Uh, you may so. Tis the better for you that your resorters stand upon sound legs. <laughs> How now? Wholesome iniquity have you that a man may deal with all and defy the surgeon? We have one here, sir, if she would. Uh, but there never came like her in Mytilene. If she'd do the deed of darkness, thou wouldst say. Your honor knows what is to say well enough. Well. <laughs> call forth, call forth. <laughs> Here comes that which grows to the stock. Never plucked yet, I can assure you. Faith, she would serve after a long voyage at sea. <laughs> well, there's for you. Leave us. I beseech you, Your Honor, give me leave. A word, and I'll have done presently. I beseech you, do. First, I would have you note, this is an honorable man. If he govern the country, you are bound to him indeed. But how honourable he is in that, I know not. Pray you, without any more virginal fencing, will you use him kindly? He will line your apron with gold. What he will do graciously, I will thankfully receive. Are you done? My lord, she's not paced yet. Uh, you must take some pains to work her to your manage. Come, we will leave his honour and her together. Uh, go thy ways. Now, pretty one, how long have you been at this trade? What trade, sir? <laughs> I cannot name, but I shall offend. I cannot be offended with my trade. Please you to name it. How long have you been at this profession? Ere since I can remember. Did you go to it so young? Were you a gamester at five or at seven? Earlier to you, sir, if now I be one. Why, the house you dwell in proclaims you to be a creature of sale. Do you know this house to be a place of such resort, and will come into it? I hear say you are of honourable parts, and are the governor of this place. Why hath your principal made known unto you who I am? If you were born to honour, show it now. If put upon you, make the judgment good that thought you worthy of it. How's this? How's this? S some more. Be sage. For me, that am a maid. Though most ungentle fortune have placed me in this sty, where since I came diseases have been sold more dearer than physic. Oh, that the gods would set me free from this unhallowed place, though they did change me to the meanest bird that flies in the purer air. I... I did not think thou couldst have spoke so well, nor dreamed thou couldst. 
had I brought hither a corrupted mind, thy speech had altered it. Hold. Here's gold for thee. Persevere in that clear way thou goest, and the gods strengthen thee. The good gods preserve you. Yeah, for to me the very doors and windows savor vilely. Fare thee well. Hold. Here's more gold for thee. A curse upon him. Die he like a thief that robs thee of thy goodness. I beseech your honor, one piece for me. Avant, thou damned doorkeeper. Your house, but for this virgin that doth prop it, would sink and overwhelm you away. How's this? We must take another course with you. If your peevish chastity, which is not worth a breakfast in the cheapest country under the cope, shall undo a whole household, let me be gelded like a spaniel. Come your ways. Whither would you have me? How now? What's the matter? Worse and worse, mistress. She has here spoken holy words to the Lord Lysimachus. Oh, abominable. The nobleman would have dealt with her like a nobleman, and she sent him away as cold as a snowball, saying his prayers, too. Bolt, take her away. Use her at thy pleasure. Crack the glass of her virginity and make the rest malleable. And if she were a thornier piece of ground than she is, she shall be plowed. Hark! Hark, you gods! She conjures! Away with her! Would she had never come within my doors. Mary, hang you! She's born to undo us. Will you not go the way of womankind? Mary, come up my dish of chastity with rosemary and bathes. Come, mistress, come your ways with me. Whither wilt thou have me? To take from you the jewel you hold so dear. Prithee, tell me one thing first. Come now, your one thing. What canst thou wish thine enemy to be? Why, I could wish him to be my master, or rather, my mistress. Neither of these are so bad as thou art. Since they do better thee in their command, thou holdest a place for which the painedest fiend of hell would not in reputation change. Thou art the damned doorkeeper to every coistrel that comes inquiring for his tip. To the choleric fisting of every rogue thy ear is libel. Thy food is such as hath been belched on by infected lungs. What would you have me do? Go to the wars, would you? Where a man may serve seven years for the loss of a leg, and have not money enough in the end to buy him a wooden one. Do anything but this thou doest. Empty old receptacles are common shawls of filth. Serve by indenture to the common hangman. Any of these ways are yet better than this. Oh, that the gods would safely deliver me from this place. Here, here's gold for thee. If that thy master would gain by thee, proclaim that I can sing, weave, sew, and dance with other virtues, which I'll keep from boast. And I will undertake all these to teach. 
I doubt not, but this populous city will yield many scholars. But can you teach all this you speak of? Prove that I cannot. Take me home again and prostitute me to the basest groom. Well, I will see what I can do for thee. If I can place thee, I will. But amongst honest women. Paith, my acquaintance lies little amongst them. But since my master and mistress have bought you, there is no going but by their consent. Therefore, I will make them acquainted with your purpose, and I doubt not, but I shall find them tractable enough. Come, I'll do for thee what I can. Come your ways. Marina thus the brothel scapes, and chances into an honest house, our story says. And in our next chapter, we shall see what became of Prince Pericles. The Pendant Shakespeare, also known as the Wild Bill Variety Show, presents Pericles, Prince of Tyre, Episode 4. Featuring the voice talents of Russell Gold as Pericles, Theo Holt Bailey as Gower the narrator, Julia Eve as Dionysa, Katie Walker Cook as Leonine, Emmeline Tuck as Marina, Martha Putnam Seitz as the Bod, Edward Herman as the Pander, Bruce Gammonley as Bold, Garen Fitzgerald as Cleon, Joshua Kibbe as Lysimachus, with James Strickland, Brady Anderson, and Devon A. Zaccardo as the Pirates, and Carson Campbell and Matthias Blake as the Gentlemen. Written by William Shakespeare and maybe with George Wilkins. Dramaturgy and audio adaptation by Morgan Z. Soul. Music by Josh Mullen at thetoonpeddler.com. Directed by Adam Blanford and Jeff Robinson. Produced by Pendant Productions. This production is copyright 2021, Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.